0: KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week.
1: Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program,
0: Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. and I want to welcome you to our Church of the Week feature And today in the studio, we have with us Pastor Jay Miller of Legacy Church in New Braunfels, Texas. How are you doing today, Pastor Jay?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Doing really well. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we want to hear all about what's going on at the church in New Braunfels at Legacy. But before we do that, can you just tell us maybe a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm really blessed to be married to the, the most beautiful and smartest woman in the world, uh, Kelly. I uh, have three wonderful kids, uh, two daughters that are nine and five, and then a three-year-old son. And um, they're, they're just really a blessing to me, and they give me a lot of motivation uh, to really be the best that I can be on a daily basis. And it helps me feel my ministry is through my life with them.
0: That's great. And your wife is in school right now, is that correct?
1: Yeah, she's uh, actually her by trade. She's a social worker, and she'd been a number of years on staff at a, at a church here in town and uh, felt the timing was right for her to go back and get her master's. So she'll, uh, she started that in January, and we'll be finishing up here in December, and we'll be going back out to uh, run a nonprofit you know, uh, Christian agency and see where God takes it from there.
0: Excellent. I bet that's nice to have as a pastor, huh? <laughs> Someone who understands the the
1: society you're in. Well, I've learned all I know about counseling from her, so she's she's Good. incredibly gifted and, and a blessing.
0: That's excellent. Now, uh, before you went into ministry, was there any other previous occupation or or anything like that that you came out of before you you uh, decided to pursue a, a ministry lifestyle?
1: Well, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm coming straight out of uh, high school, I went to Texas A&M and. I had an encounter with God where I realized ne- I needed to uh, make some changes in my life. And so when I came back, I started in the sales and marketing, uh, worked in a variety of uh, those types of jobs, and then uh, eventually started my own business, owned a couple of different companies from medical billing company to a corporate gift company. And uh, that was actually what I was doing before I, I finally really surrendered to that full-time call of ministry. Um, I served in lay ministry for a number of years. And then finally, God got my attention and said, I've got something different for you. And you know, sold my business, and and here I am.
0: Well, it sounds like a pretty great story you have. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about your salvation story? I, I think it's a it's nice for people that attend church every week. You know, they're part of the body of Christ. They're they're believers to hear about a pastor or a minister their story of how they got to the foot of the cross. Can you tell us a little bit about your story?
1: Yes, I I think I don't know how unique it is, but for me, I think it's unique. Um, I grew up Catholic, and I've actually got an uncle who's a priest, an uncle who's a monk. Wow. Uh, very devout family, very uh, very encouraging family. And um, I was 16 at my confirmation retreat, and it was when I had a real dis- a divine encounter. Uh, God began to speak to me because through the uh, booklet they had given us to go through over a couple-day period, there was scripture that was uh, spattered throughout it. And years later, I realized that it was actually uh, the Romans Road you know, the salvation right. and I didn't have a clue what, what that meant back then. But as I began to read, God spoke to me through his word about who I was and what he had done for me. And it, it began to click with me that every week when I was in church and I saw this dude hanging on a cross behind the priest. Why was that really the case? And and then it began to say, well, wait a minute, he's still not on that cross. And that's when it clicked with me. And that that if I just, you know, reached out to him and not about the things I had done, uh, but what Jesus had done for me. And, and it just really changed my life. Um, but like every teenager, uh-huh. it took a few years to be able to get there and uh, went went away to school and and uh, hopped around church experience a little bit differently. And uh, finally, when I was at A&M, there was A and M, there's a weekly service called Breakaway. Breakaway. Yeah, yep. you know it is.
0: Yep, very uh, well.
1: powerful time. You know, 2,000 college students uh, every that's, Tuesday night in in uh, First Baptist Bryan. Yep, that's
0: where one of my favorite bands got started, Shane and Shane. Yes, that's so right. That's they absolutely got started there. Yeah.
1: And that and that was for me was the turning point, whereas maybe I, I met Jesus in salvation at 16, but but he really became my Lord and re- began to tra- change my life uh, when I was at, uh, at Breakaway. And, and so it's really shaped the way I look at ministry because it was relevant to my age. The music spoke to me. It wasn't about religion. It was about relationship.
0: Now, you said something important there. You said that uh, it became more about relationship. It became less about religion. Yeah. And that you made Jesus Lord of your life, Pastor Jay. Now, you're the pastor of Legacy Church New Braunfels. You're Pastor Jay Miller. You've gotten to that place. But at some point, you had to surrender to the call of God on your life. You said to make him Lord of your life, but then to follow him to the next level where you were going to decide to live a life of ministry. How did that come about?
1: Well, it's uh, it's interesting, you know, God's gifts um, and calling uh, begin well before we're real aware of it. And uh, my mom showed me a picture a couple years ago of when I was probably six, seven years old and I had all my GI Joes and Transformers and stuffed animals and I was serving them communion. <laughs> and so I guess from then God had his hand on me and I always knew in the back of my mind that that I was meant to do something significant, just didn't have a clue what it was. And so as I came to the salvation experience and God just began to really speak to me, um, I just I knew that I was supposed to give my life to him and serve him in a more direct way. And, and as those doors began to open up for me, um, we started at Community Bible Church here in San Antonio in uh, november ninety eight and right away just started serving in areas of ministry, served in youth ministry, served in the singles ministry uh, college ministry uh, ran the single parent ministry uh, for about three three and a half years and um, and then that 's when during that season, I was working full time running my businesses and serving in ministry and then when God really said, "Wait a minute, now is the time that i 'm separating you." For something different. I'm going to begin a new work within you. And um, it was actually through a painful experience uh, that that took place. We had a, a son who was born premature and, and he lived uh, for two days in the hospital and, and then the Lord took him home. And it really forced me to stop and begin to examine myself in an incredible way. And um, the on-call pastor at, from CBC's uh, Dean Rush, who became a mentor of mine, Uh, was the one that came and as as he began to speak into my life and recognize those giftings in my life and calling it out and and that's how i you know i was able to make a transition about three months after that where i said you know what god all i have is yours and sold my business and um went back to school over at uh, wayland baptist university uh, to finish my degree and and went to work at cbc in the housekeeping and maintenance department And and it was amazing that in all of my plans as a big time business owner and all this stuff, (laughs) God met my needs as a janitor going to full time school, you know, with a full time family and everything in more ways than ever when I'd ever had, you know, my business empowering. And I knew then that no matter where I go, he, his he will su- su- more than sufficiently, uh, you know, provide for my needs and the vision that he has for my life.
0: Wow, that's just a such a powerful testimony of depending on the Lord and having the Lord lead your life. We're with Pastor Jay Miller of Legacy Church New Braunfels. And Pastor Jay, now, fast forward, there is a thriving church in New Braunfels. You're the pastor, and uh seems like God is, has blessed you so much in in the arenas that you desired to move into. But I imagine that coming out of CBC to, to pioneer a church, it was possibly a very different story. You know, there's, there's, there's a struggle. There's, there's an adversary, the, the devil who, who does not like, (laughs) like what you're doing and, and, and the difference that you're making in the world. Can you tell us a little bit about the CBC church planning effort and, and how community Bible church, you know, really that's, that's shot you out like an arrow into the the New Braunfels area?
1: Well, uh, Pastor Robert Emmett is an incredible teacher and preacher, but he's also an incredible empowerer of people. And uh, and and from the humility of saying, it's not about me and my kingdom, it's about God's kingdom and, and doing that too. And so being able to have the um, influence that he does, but also the humbleness to say, hey, I want to empower you to go out and build this kingdom was was very humbling for us. And and so as that, that came about, I was, I was at um, CBC and halfway through my degree and or finishing up. And Robert uh, approached us about actually starting uh, out in Bolverde because we lived in the Smithson Valley area at the time. And as my wife and I prayed, it wasn't the right timing. But a year later, he came back and says, hey, New Braunfels is, is on our heart to, to be able to do this. And as we prayed, God just said, yes, now is the time to do it. And it was about to finish up with school and everything. And uh, it started out as a video venue. That was actually part of the appeal to it is that while I love the to talk and, and preach. Um, <laughs> as every minister as, does. every minister does. <laughs> he gave me a mic. It's dangerous. Uh, but what I could do was I could love on people. I could learn to shepherd. And I, and I think that was part of God's wisdom was right out of the gates. I didn't have to have the responsibility of bringing the word or the, you know, the food every week. Um, I could just learn to love people and, and connect with people. And we had live praise and worship and did the video of Robert's message. But. As we began to grow, um, we realized that there was a season where that needed to— uh, more people were coming to our church that were from New Braunfels that had never been to CBC. And so as they're, they're connecting, and in, Robert's an incredible communicator, but there wasn't a connection because, you know, you're watching on TV. And so as Robert began, and each one of the church plants was facing that exact same thing and began to say, well, hey, guys, why don't y'all preach? And and that uh, that initial fear— Sure. And saying, "Okay, this awesome responsibility uh, to to bring God's word, and on top of it, I'm going to be following one of the probably the best preachers in America." <laughs> um, and but God really spoke to it and says, "It's not about your ability; it's about my ability." And if you surrender yourself in, that's that's what it's about. And you know, um, it was an an exciting time because we started in a YMCA here uh, or in New Braunfels, and uh, we were in a little aerobics room which was like a, I mean, you talk about the sound was crazy. And we were hanging (laughs) curtains on these windows and mirrors because the first week we met, You'd look to the left or the right, and even though we had probably 60 people the first week, it looked like you had 300 people, and it was kind of creepy. And so <laughs> it, it was like the people of Israel. We had a trailer, and we would we would come and unload and set up the tabernacle, and afterwards you you load it Turn back it up. And, um, and you know, moving from there to the high school uh, and the same thing every week, and then God opened up uh, this this opportunity. We're in a, uh, a building that we're in, you know, seven days a week um, that we've been in for three years now, and it's been an incredible blessing in making those plans for the next step. So—
0: now I know, uh, Pastor Jay, in in pioneering that work in New Braunfels, there must have been a lot of natural and spiritual warfare that you experienced. Can you maybe share a little bit of the challenges that you that you were able to overcome? Yeah. the Lord helped you overcome the 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 body there, the the great church there was able to overcome in the initial pioneering phase.
1: You know, it, it's when you come into a position where you were carrying somebody else's vision forward into another town. Um, you don't really always realize what the spiritual forces are going to come against that. And um, as we began to really recognize, wait a minute, this is not just church in the box. This is not just entertainment. This is not just an extension campus. This really is a ministry in of itself and that there's real needs in this community. Um, it, it it took our initial worship our uh, leadership team a little time to kind of adjust to that. Um, and, you know, we know the city in New Braunfels and the culture in New Braunfels is different than San Antonio, which also means, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about there's, there's the, our battles against these principalities, mm-hmm. which is just a prince over a region. Well, the prince in New Braunfels is different than the one in San Antonio. So y- you come with different mindsets and different cultural values. And, and for us to not treat it, as, well, hey, we're CBC, we've been successful over here as a mega church. it's just going to naturally succeed wherever you go, um, you, you had to get over that, and begin to realize, well, wait, wait a minute, this is real people, real lives, and I think that was probably the biggest natural and spiritual challenges that we faced, and um, as we came into this, beginning to understand, well, wait a minute, God has a specific purpose for us being in this town, and so what is that? You know, um, we don't look at ourselves better or uh, than any other church, but but we're unique, you know, so God has got that plan for our body. So what are we going to do and begin to embrace that and transition from, and, and pastor Robert was incredible at this is saying, what's God telling you for your town? Not what's he told me for CBC? What's he told you for your town? And being able to make that transition and take ownership of a vision, you know, for a church and, and, and then move from that role as I'm not a campus pastor. I'm a, I'm a senior pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm the shepherd that's supposed to step and lead this flock. Uh, just like Joshua. I, I think it's almost a passing of the, of the guard. All right. Moses is saying, hey, Joshua, you're the one that's going to lead the people. Right. And, yeah. and it took that strength and that courage to do it.
0: Absolutely. Moses to Joshua, Elijah to Elisha, Paul to Timothy. It's, it's a theme in the, in the body uh, of Christ for the history that we've existed. Um, now, you mentioned, Pastor Jay, that New Braunfels is different the spiritual climate is different yeah. than the spiritual climate in San Antonio. What specifically do you identify as, as some needs and some specific areas that, that you are currently addressing and reaching out to in the new Braunfels area?
1: New Braunfels is got one of the richest histories um, of a community of faith and in, in town. And, and actually for me, the reason I knew Braunfels was supposed to be the place is that in my own family, Going back five generations, my great 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 grandfather built the first two story house in New Braunfels, and wow. right now it's actually the Christmas shop right across the street from slitterbond and and so for me there was a there was a real family tie that I had a legacy already in this town, and for me to come back in and, and be a part of what God was doing in that was amazing, and and really looking at it sometimes is is great of a rich history we can have. You can look back to the original uh settlers the german settlers coming in and they were they were in while they were in germany they were told one thing and hey you're gonna have this great piece of land and it's gonna be the greatest thing in the world and when they got over here it was a totally different you know ball <laughs> of wax from what they were promised and i think this mindset and mentality that kind of set in of saying well wait a minute you know um we're second best or we didn't quite get what we needed. And and I think that was kind of an undercurrent. And and you can look at the town. There's so much pride in the town. It's such a beautiful town. And and I love the fact that uh, there's there's such a small-town community while still having great access to stuff. But for us as a church, I think we we come in offering um, fresh blood, so to say. Uh, I think because we were planted, um, and while we've got family connections uh, we were planted with a different type of vision, and, and that was that we are supposed to help establish the legacy of Jesus. And in pulling back from all the denominational um, stuff, all the religious, you know, connotations, all you know, the history. History is good, but really, what is together? God calls us to, to be an influence in the body. And and I think for us is this um, that we are in the fastest growing quarter in the nation. Um, the city planners back in, uh, November met and they're discussing turning from San Antonio up to Austin into a Metroplex, like, you know, uh, Oakland, San Francisco and New Braunfels is smack dab in the middle of that. And so I look at it and begin to say, wait a minute, right now there's 200,000 people within a 30 minute drive of us. And there's 2 million people right now and it's growing daily. So what are we doing to reach those new people who maybe don't have, a, a connection point in New Braunfels. Uh and 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 also so we reach the rich community as it is, but also continue to reach and build new peoples are coming in and establish a a new vibrant legacy moving forward for the for the city New Braunfels and Sibolo and Shirts and Seguin and all those areas um, that 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 corridor is going to be uh, that too. So, and and I look at you know I've, I'm friends with many ch- pastors in town and and we talk about saying well you know I know how much people we have in attendance and we know this. You know, out of those 200,000, I think it'd be generous to say that 10% are maybe going to church. And so I look at it, and my heart breaks saying, man, there's 90% of people that may not be reached with the gospel in the church. And so how am I going to connect with my fellow brothers in Christ in arms and other pastors to go out and reach that 90%? I'm going to reach a different crowd than somebody else will be, but together it's unifying. And I think it's that, not our kingdom, but his kingdom together, where the bride where the body come together unified.
0: This is Pastor Jay Miller of Legacy Church New Braunfels. Now, you've mentioned it several times, Pastor Jay, <laughs> uh, the word legacy, yeah. and y- you were planted pioneered out of Community Bible Church, and recently there was an, a name change there yes. that I think follows a specific vision. So you can, can you tie all that together for us?
1: A- absolutely, um, and I think it's important to know that my wife and I started at CBC in 98 when we didn't have any kids, and we grew up really in ministry at CBC, and so I have a great love uh, and admiration for my parents, <laughs> you know, really my spiritual parents that birthed us into New Braunfels. And uh, this last fall, God began to really speak in my heart saying, um, just like when Abram was successful in his life and God came and said, hey, Abram, I want to do something different in your life. And I want to bless you um, and make you a father of many nations. Um, and eventually I'm going to change your name to Abraham. His name was equal to the vision that God had for his life. Right. And so that's what God used for me whenever I began to argue with him, saying, no, we're not changing our name from CBC New Braunfels. That's who we are. That's what we're going to be. People know it. And he goes, just hold on a second. I've got something special. Abram didn't argue with me when I changed his name to Abraham. Listen to my, my purposes. And, and so for us, it was, you know, what's the legacy of Jesus? Uh, being able to connect people to that and, and um, that that will be equal to. And, and the word legacy really does speak to the city of New Branfels and the surrounding areas and, and some of the spiritual forces that are at work in that area of, hey, wait a minute. Sometimes there's an orphan spirit that can say, hey, I, I don't I don't really belong you know, um, I'm never going to be the best. And, you know, you can almost have this we're the redheaded stepchild to <laughs> San Antonio, you know, type deal. And, and instead say, wait a minute. No, we've got a unique purpose. And, and I think it's calling that out of people, um, different backgrounds, different races, different cultures, different economical situations. And and calling them out of the purposes of God in their life and, and, and raising them up and seeing them be empowered. Uh, to to bring heaven into earth and really make a, cha- a change on that, and so the the idea of legacy is there, and uh, it really matched up with our vision. While our vision now is to uh, reach, uh, connect people to the legacy of Jesus, the way that we do that is now every person I encounter, it, you know, we want to see people saved, we want to see people healed. You know, we all know there's not just physical frustrations or illnesses we deal with, but there's broken heart in us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I came to heal the broken heart. So when we see people healed, when people set free, you know, from, from the past and into the future. We want to see people discipled. Uh, and, and that discipleship is really empowering them to be uh, fully running after Jesus and growing in, in their intimacy and their relationship with Christ, not about the head knowledge. And then once, once they're discipled, we want to equip them, empower them, and then send them off to serve God um, as God's called them to be. And maybe that's in, in Legacy Church. Maybe that's in the city of New Braunfels. Maybe that's because we're raising up the next Billy Graham or that is the next Tidy Baker that's going to go to Africa and bring healing or, or whatever it may be. But but our purpose is how do we reach our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and outermost ends of the world? We, we connect people to Legacy. And then as they go through that process, then God is going to speak to them. Can they hear the voice of God in the heart of God? And as he speaks to them, that's when freedom comes because it says faith comes by hearing the word of God, the voice of God. And, through the life. and so what does legacy mean? That's it. And so I met, I had a, set up a meeting last October with Pastor Robert Emmett and uh, another one of the elders at, at CBC and said, look, I, I just want to share this vision with you. And, and he, he he said, praise God. Awesome. High five. <laughs> you know, he was excited about it right. and says, you tell anybody that, hey, I'm behind this. That's exciting to see what God is doing, too. So for us, it, it's amazing. We live in a day and age that sometimes, well, is there a fight or a schism or division? No, God just moved, and the natural outflow of the calling of our life was, hey, we're in a different town, and, and we have a legacy of Community Bible Church that is so incredibly rich, but just like when I moved out of my parents' house, I didn't leave them behind and forsake them, I'm, I'm now living my life as God's called me to be, and, and, and that's just the same thing where we're at. So we, we still work in joint uh, with CBC on different projects and pray for each other, and we're excited about what God's got.
0: Now you said something earlier. You said there's a unique purpose, and if someone, when someone listening today attends Legacy Church, New Braunfels, and they hear Pastor Jay Miller, what can they expect? That is yeah. unique about the service, about the time there.
1: I know there's lots of friendly churches, um, because I mean that's just when you have the love of Christ. That's that's what that that produces like that, that. that love, right? Right. Um, but I think for us is that. Um, We're humble. Uh, I mean, it's not about us. We're glad to see every person that comes in, and you see people walk in with flip flops. You see people that come in five piece suits. (laughs) All are welcome. Um, You know, we're we're concerned about the heart of a a man, and so welcoming them, uh, being able to say, "Hey, you know, God God has uniquely made you," um, connected them into a heart of the Father who loves them, and, and and empowering them to to hear His voice. And so when when you show up for service, we've got, you know, incredible guest services team that's going to welcome you. We've got incredible children's ministry. Uh, Children's ministry for us is not babysitting. It is looking at those kids. Jesus said, bring the kids to me. So starting in the nursery all the way through elementary, uh, we're telling them who God made them to be. And, and connect them into prayer into worship. And, and can you hear the voice of God as they pray? Um, that's so important. And our, our youth saying, hey, you were designed to be world changers and being able to release them uh, to as they they go through high school and hit the real world. Well, it shouldn't be a culture shock. Instead, they should be the culture shock to the world of making an incredible like that. difference. That's good. And uh, our worship is, uh, you know, there there's different styles, I guess, but you know, the contemporary has kind of almost come like the old contemporary, but uh, you know, contemporary modern uh, worship, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, gateway, uh, Matt Redman, you know, um, Bethel, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus culture. I mean, just a wide variety of this modern, but it's very intentional. I uh, work very closely with our, our senior worship pastor um, to, Hey, this is what God's, Got me preaching this week and him praying and going to the Lord and for us worship is not an appetizer for the Word. If we and we we don't, it's very orderly. But if God just came in and said, "Hey, I just want to worship with you for about you know an hour," then that would be enough because when you come into the presence of God, we want to cultivate an atmosphere where nobody, uh, where anybody comes in, whether they've had a church background or or they've never been in church before, they can come in and it's not about religion. Um, but it's authentic relationship and, and an atmosphere where they can meet God face-to-face and let him do the talking uh, to them. And, and, and then hopefully every week somebody walks away with a practical message. It's not going to be way over the top. It's not going to be so milky that, you know, you're like, oh, well, I could have gotten that in the, in a jack box. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's something that's going to speak to somebody right where they're at in their faith and challenge them to live their life.
0: Now, as any organism is, you're always growing and changing and, and, and moving, but um, if hopefully from listening to this, someone wants to come check out a service. Can you kind of lay out the plan of when they could come visit you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, This weekend's great. Uh, right now, our service time is at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, we really said that as we grow, we know we're going to have to do two services. Down the road, so we said, "Well, let's pick a service that's right in the middle." So when we go into the yeah. second, everybody it's has to a make shot. a choice, right? right. Uh, but it, it gives you the time if you're an early crowd type of person. You like to get up early; it's early enough for you. If you, if you're a person that likes to be able to sleep in, it's it's late enough that you can sleep in. Um, but yeah, starting ten o'clock on on Sunday mornings, we've got coffee. Um, and a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were afraid our coffee machine was going to work out and I thought we're going to have a right. So we got lots of coffee, (laughs) uh, you know, for you, but, but relationship fellowship, um, connecting in Thursdays. We've got a variety of life groups, our men's and women's ministry meets, we have a kids choir um, that's really engaging elementary age kids and teaching them to be worshipers. And and in fact, on Mother's Day, they're going to be leading worship for us. So wow. if you ever want to see first through fifth graders stand up and lead adults in worship, it's powerful. Um, we have Justified by Grace, which is our teen worship band. Um, and, and the same thing. It's about taking these teenagers and empowering them to be uh, worship leaders. Um, and, and so as they connect in, whether you're a child, teenager, adult, there's some place for you to get connected into authentic community. For you to grow, we have uh, freedom classes on Saturday nights, uh, just getting over life issues, um, and that's generally at six o'clock on Saturday evenings. Uh, we have a Ten Steps Towards Christ, just growing in your faith, uh, classes that are that are on Saturday nights, and then of course the ten o'clock Sunday. And then coming up with Easter, uh, we are actually going to do something different. We always do two services. Uh, so March thirty first, we'll have a nine a.m. and an eleven a.m. service that Easter. With the foresight of saying that sometime after Easter, because of the growth that we're experiencing, uh, we're running out of parking, we're running out of seats, uh, which is an awesome thing to have uh, happen, that we'll add a second service sometime after Easter. And so we'd love to have you come join us, be a part uh, of what God's doing at Legacy Church, uh, see him move in your life, and, in, you know, you might be an answer to the prayer to somebody else.
0: It's a place to be, Legacy Church. New Braunfels. Uh, Pastor Jay Miller, thank you so much for being here with us. Mike and, and uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to interview you and hear what God's doing over on just a little bit north of us.
1: My honor, the honor's mine. Thank you.
0: And you can visit uh, Legacy Church New Braunfels on their website at LegacyNB.com and check out all the different things that they have, the services and the ministries they have to offer. You can also download the Sermon.net app and hear Pastor Jay's sermons every single week. But go on to LegacyNB.com, check out their services, and go visit Legacy Church New Braunfels and hear Pastor Jay speak and get connected there if you need a home church. Thank you so much for joining us today for the Church of the Week feature with Pastor Jay Miller. I am Micah Koop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you
1: for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.